welcome to Inside the Mind of, a podcast where I dive deeper into the minds of some of my favorite people and people who inspire me in the wrestling community. I, of course, am Katie Kinsey, your host. Joining me today, he is the host of SCW, the wrestling channel. I'm, of course, talking about Steve. How are you? I'm really well, thank you. Thank you for having me on. Um, I must admit, when you first wrote to me and said, uh, do you want to come on my show, Inside Your Mind, I thought, that's a dangerous question. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, it was, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, I've checked out a couple of episodes in the past, and uh, it's really fun. Uh, it's really in-depth, and uh, I'm looking forward to, to being a part of it. So thank you for having me. Oh, of course. Uh, like I literally just told you, I've had the pleasure of being on your show um, a few times and because your show is very different than most other podcasts because you do a lot of collaborations which is cool. yeah absolutely and we'll we'll talk yeah. more about that stuff as we go but the first question i always start with is how did you get your start in podcasting uh do you know what um we're going back of quite a few years now um so 2016 was when i started youtubing um but uh, i've been involved with uh like local radio and stuff like that previously so i have experience of like uh talking talking a lot and uh whether anyone's listening or not is always a different different answer but uh, at the same time uh, i remember like we we're, were starting this podcast and talk about wrestling and stuff i've always been uh, a big fan of it and my best friend growing up as well has been the same we used to speak on the phone for hours and hours about pro wrestling and other hobbies that we'd have and uh, I used to watch quite a few YouTubers around like 2014 2015 I'd say what they would say but I always had this like idea of like fantasy booking and just having my spin of what I think should happen uh, and I remember him saying to me you should you should make this into a podcast you should do this yourself um, so pretty much after like about two or three times of me him telling me um, and he does a podcast now himself he didn't before but he's now done it since as well so I'll give him a plug quickly his name's James from this week in Metropolis which is a uh, very sort of like top topical up-to-date technology you know sort of like marvel that sort of side of things but uh, he always said to me you should get into that sort of side of things and i was like okay right well let's let's uh, put on a camera see how it goes uh, if you watch the first couple of videos back now which are probably still on the channel they're horrendous uh, they are so bad uh, but uh, yeah i suppose as time goes on you get a bit more confidence and uh, yeah i mean i took a big break in between as well after one period with with life getting in the way but with everybody else it seems that the the, the time when 2020 hit covid and stuff like that I'd made a return before that in 2019, but I was doing one video a week. And uh, yeah, having a bit more time on hands led me to sort of say, let's do this a bit more. And uh, now you're all stuck with me since. <laughs> uh, you brought up your first uh, few episodes. I, every person I've talked to, the first episode we do is never good. No, no. It's me literally sitting there I, I don't even remember i think i my first one was an introduction of who i am uh, i think i said when i started becoming a wrestling fan and i think it was pretty much what i wanted to do on the channel uh but straight quickly after that you start having a plan of what you want to do with the channel and for me it was always about i liked the idea of interaction as you said i do a lot of collaborations with, with the stuff i do especially now i've found the niche of how i want to do it uh but back then it was like me a camera uh, and I was just sort of looking at it and sort of thinking to myself, because I wasn't an expert with editing or anything like that, really, it was kind of like a one-take video. So if you, you what you got was that was it. So if I wasn't happy with it, we, we're going from the beginning again. That was literally 2016. And I found myself, unfortunately, probably 
chasing the viewership. I remember like quite early on, like AJ Styles debuted at the Royal Rumble, Austin mm -hmm. Aries signed with the company, Eric Young, I think, was my first video to go over a thousand views. So I was like, right, okay, this is this is this is where I want to go then. I, I want to get the views because then when I started saying, This is what I think about this, it didn't get any attraction. So I was like, oh, okay, that maybe people don't want to hear what I've got to say. <laughs> they want to hear the news itself. But I think from that I found myself like just chasing the news then and of course like I'm not Dave Meltzer. I'm not Fightful Select, you know. <laughs> uh, and someone that's someone that's someone that deserves a shout as well. I'm I'm not Tom Colicky, who does fantastic work as well on his stuff with inside scoops and that. But at the same time, like I was someone who just wanted to share an opinion and I wanted to always be interactive. And I think that when I came back the second time, uh, that's when I started to find the niche of what I was looking for, what I was after. More familiar with software, more familiar with technology better with editing as well thankfully uh, and uh, yeah it's led me to, to where I am now but uh, yeah I think especially with the collaborations I've gone more into live stuff recently than than edited stuff mainly for timing reasons but also because I, I love that adrenaline I love there's nothing like being live it's like when you watch pro wrestling uh, Monday Night Raw when it's live it's the best feeling mm -hmm. or maybe not when it's three hours in the modern day but you know you have that <laughs> feeling if you're watching on repeat you're more likely to say might might skip this match or I might sort yeah. of just see how it ended you know with that when it's live you know it's there it's edgy it is raw and if I make a mistake on on live you know on the software then you've got it there you can't get away from it so I like that adrenaline buzz oh uh, yeah I do like my weekly recap show with my co-host Savannah we do that live every week so nice that's all it's all I've really known my form the place I was before this before she lead they went live every show so that was something i was used to and i knew how to do and you're right like it is it is an adrenaline rush especially like talking to people who can see everything you're doing and the amount of times i have messed up i it is proven that i can't do math on camera i <laughs> out the window it's terrible it's terrible time <laughs> <laughs> is it a bit like joey from friends where he's kind of trying to do that math in his head like in the acting sort of scene where he's like okay where, where am i going it, it, basically, that's that's how I feel. Anytime I do math yeah. in general, but knowing my friends were watching me at the time, I was like, "Oh no!" Don't put me on the spot on this, please. <laughs> I, I would, I would never, I would never. <laughs> so, with all of the collaborations you have done, um, and the amount of videos you have since you did start in like 2016, do you have any favorite episodes you've done? Oh, well, that's a really tough question. Um... I'll be honest, like, sometimes I really enjoy the idea of putting myself out there. Like I, I said, like, I would do uh, Q&As and stuff like that. That's that, They're always generally really fun, especially when you have got that live involvement. Mm -hmm. Someone is there and someone knows your opinion. But I do like the fantasy booking videos as well, and I don't tend to do them live because, you know, you have lots of ideas that are jotted on a piece of paper, and you think to yourself, right, okay, I want to put this together, and I want to try and tell a story. Uh, and that's the thing for me. Ever since I started watching wrestling, when, when I – I did not even watch my first match and it was explained to me like like this is predetermined like this is uh you know these people are athletes they're not actually doing these things if you did it you would die <laughs> uh, you'd probably really hurt yourself so i knew that before i started watching but instead of them watching two people fight i kind of got the the appeal of the story that's what that's what attached me to being a fan so uh, to bring that to life into videos um i think is a lot of fun and Unfortunately, I, I, I can't think of, of all the videos I've time, but two that I'm really proud of in the last 12 months. Um, I did a fantasy booking video for the 2022 Women's Royal Rumble match. They got a really good response from a lot of people, which made me feel like I'd, I'd 
I was happy when they put everything together because I think booking a Royal Rumble for people in general is probably not the easiest in WWE. Mm-hmm. So to come up with an idea, jot them on a piece of paper, try and link it together to make something. I think that video came out. I was really happy with how it turned out. Um, and the other one last year as well that I was really pleased with was uh, my MGF, Summer of MGF video. It was at the time we'd just finished off the CM Punk feud. So I wanted to do, instead of a Summer of Punk, I wanted a Summer of MJF. So uh, that was especially when he was doing the, he'd walked off from Double or Nothing, how to bring him back and stuff like that. It wasn't so far off. It's just the ending was a little bit messed up. That They didn't go the same. I had Tony Khan and him literally hand in hand almost and the contract signed. It was a complete screw oh, job nice. from the inside. But uh, right, I think it will work out better. The bidding war of 2024, I think there's a lot of potential of what we got on TV now. Oh, yeah. Bidding of 2024, that's... I'm, like, kind of scared to see where that goes because it's... Especially the internet, it's going to explode. Absolutely. I mean, the thing is, now MJF is, is champion. He is obnoxious. And don't get me wrong, I think we hang on his every word. I think there are times when we go, like, that's really cool that he's come and said that. But other times he knows where to, to hit the mark, especially with the towns he's in. And I think that, uh, you know, there, there are people you talk to and go, I can't stand this guy's champion. I don't want him to be champion. But I think that if he was to drop that title in 2023, I think there's a missed opportunity. Saying he loses it at Revolution, Double or Nothing, All Out, I think it's a big mistake. Draw it as close to 2024 as possible because mm-hmm. then people are really going to get anxious. Make Tony Khan actually become on active with the, with the TV set as well. Like, I'm gonna, you know, I'm probably gonna lose this guy, but I'm gonna lose my world title. I need the title, if nothing else, and really sort of show that desperation. May get to where fans are with MJF. I'm not sure, but if you can do it to say even the last show of the year before it closes out, and you get that big sort of win, say it's, I'm gonna throw a name out there. Like an Adam Cole would get a big reaction, I'm sure. Ricky Starks would as well. But even someone that's been off the ball recently, someone like Wardlow, who came in via MJF was not under contract with AEW, was the bodyguard, but the fact is now he's the one that stopped MJF leaving with the championship. You can have that sort of big sort of celebration at the end of the show. Then you have that question, what does MJF do next? Because if he is staying with AEW, and we don't know for all of 2023, there's this big question mark, when does he come back? You can play it into, well, will he be in the Royal Rumble or the rest of it, but he can make a return and say, look, well, I was going to leave, but actually... As much as I hate this place, I like to be in the world. I love being the world champion. I want that belt back. And there's an, an easy transition to bring him back in. So I really hope that they go with that opportunity this year. I hope they're listening and do everything you just said. <laughs> <laughs> it makes a predictable new year, though. At the same time, though, if it does go the way I say, like you say, with Brian Danielson, I really think it's going to be fun if they do the Iron Man match. I think that would be a really good way to go because I think. As I said, storytelling is, is the thing that I love mm-hmm. with wrestling. I love the story being told. And obviously, we know Brian Danielson's all about, I wrestle 60 minutes, that's what I do. That will be fantastic from his side. But MJF's side is all about the mind. It's all about, he will be the story. He will be the someone that say, I'll take a DQ to get two wins. So I look forward to that sort of dynamic playing together. So I think it could be a really fun match. But like I say, it could be arguably predictable if it goes the way that I want it to go. And you're bringing up unpredictability and everything like that, which perfectly leads into my next question actually Uh, thank you (laughs) Uh, (laughs) with uh like you said like your live shows and reaching out to people and collabing and everything q a's any unexpected moments that happen while you're filming or editing anything like that that kind of just like catches you off guard and have kind of stayed with you all the time um i think there, there are like loads of loads of moments where you might find that especially if someone asks like the q a's especially if someone asks a really good question sometimes i used to do q a's where i was like 
I put myself out on Twitter to start off with. I'd get people that respond, and then I'd have like, right, I have this question, but like I'm recording this, it's not live, so I'm like, I have time to think about what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. But when you're live, sometimes someone can really throw something out there for you, like. I've not even begun to think where this could go. So it's like, and because you're live as well, that time is ticking. So you sort of think like the three or four, especially if I'm on my own, if I'm if I'm with someone else, I can sort of, if I'm in panic and go, so what do you think about this? I can literally <laughs> turn and, and throw the question over. But if it's me on my own, I'm, you know, you might get two or three seconds where I'm kind of like, maybe we'll stall, but trying to find a direction to go to. But again, as I say, it leads, it leads to that excitement. But um, one other, just to put one of your previous other questions, as it's come to my mind now, I said these things don't come straight away, but one of the videos you were involved with last year, actually, I'm really proud of, which is the uh, the WrestleMania video. Um, where I did the, I did the best WrestleMania, the idea, and I wanted to get 38 different people to answer that question. It's been 38 years. So that video I'm really proud of as well because I couldn't believe so many people said yes to be a part of it. Uh, but uh, to, to put it all together, I thought it was a lot of fun as well. But uh, yeah, going back onto this, unpredictability. Yeah, there's there's many times I've been called out, and I'm pretty sure that uh, it, you can look at recent episodes, you'll probably look at future episodes, and you're going to find them in there. <laughs> I mean, it, that's kind of just like the fun, uh, especially about being live, is anything and everything will happen. Absolutely. Uh, the amount of um like technical issues i've had i uh, i think it was a few weeks ago i don't remember exactly when i had to connect my laptop to my phone's hotspot to be able to do the show wow okay (laughs) yeah i understand that well i'm someone that's been that's not always been blessed with the best wi-fi either so that's sometimes you know you find yourself you think is this going to be as good as i want it to be and someone should come off you that was a really good show and then like you look at it afterwards and it's like hiccuping every five minutes with a uh, bad internet but thankfully <laughs> uh i've hopefully addressed that issue since then so fingers crossed that won't happen to you today fingers crossed and if and if it does happen that's okay i've dealt with people who have terrible connections before and they're freezing we make it work that's that's the unpredictability of these episodes right absolutely that's people would just tune in just to know now if i'm gonna freeze at any point <laughs> that's the that's the beauty of this now they're just hanging on every word now they're like did you yeah. freeze maybe i'll just play it for them someone would just go and they'd say what could happen did it not it didn't that time if anyone was wondering uh, <laughs> so Obviously, trying to interact with a bunch of different people and editing your videos, that must not leave you a whole lot of free time. So with the little bit of free time that you do have, what are some of the hobbies you like to do? Uh, well, I obviously yeah, I do spend a lot of time with wrestling, especially as it feels like a full-time job with the amount of it there is out there. But um, I, I'm a big sort of uh, soccer fan um, okay. in the UK. I So I have my, my team, West Ham United, which... Uh, a couple of years in the, in the le- recent times, they've given me some good times. Uh, this year, it's not so good. Uh, I imagine, obviously, people can make their comparisons now with NFL, NBA, stuff like that. Um, I have recently actually tried to get into the NBA a bit more, actually. Uh, mm-hmm. I went on my honeymoon last uh, November 21, so I went to the Knicks when I was over there in New York. Okay. Uh, and from there, I got a little bit of a, little bit of a buzz watching that live, and uh, the Knicks won that night. Not for the rest of the season, really, but uh, yeah. So I, I, I but I, uh, for me, I, I've made my commitment, so I, I was sticking with it. But uh, they're not doing so bad this year. Um, but also, I, I, I really love music. Music is a big passion of mine; it has been for many, many years, at least twenty years or so. Um, I'm really annoying as well because I like more or less everything. So it, it doesn't really. It's not like genres I don't like. 
Um, but I also I, I love I love TV. I love movies. Um, particularly, I've already made reference to it. I'm a huge Friends fanatic. Um, okay. That's a, that's a that's a big go to for me. So if I've got if I've got twenty minutes to, to pass by, then uh, yeah, there's there's always there's room for an episode depending on my mood. <laughs> I, yeah, you said you said Friends fanatic, and I already forgot that you already made a Friends reference. That <laughs> <laughs> I, I love when people talk about their fa- like everyone we all talk to passionate about wrestling of course that's why we're all here but like you said music is very important to you same here it's i was just like the last episode joey and i talked about music and a big impact it makes on people's lives uh and then you brought up friends is there anything recent like movie or tv wise you've been kind of obsessed with uh, I tell you what, for the pandemic, I was really into a series called Queen of the South. That was uh, oh, that really hooked okay. me. Um, that's I think on maybe on Netflix still. Um, it was at the time anyway. Uh, I know actually it was on USA at one point because when you see NXT, it yep. pop up in the adverts. <laughs> and at that point, like because I don't have USA, I was like, oh no, I can't see what's going to happen because I you have to wait for Netflix. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, at the same time, uh, I also really liked uh, what's the other Ozark was really really a gripper as well. I really liked okay. that when it was on as well. I haven't watched that yet, but I hear so many good things about it. It's like, I mean, it's it takes it's a bit slow to get going. I think that's what a lot of people I talk to. Some people say oh, they, they they give up quite like because it takes them a few episodes to get into. <laughs> I'm always aware of that with with a lot of series that I get into. But like this one, as soon as you're hooked, then then you're in, and it, it's hard to get out. But it's a bit different to I mean, with Queen of the South, for example that's action from from episode one like it's yeah. an adrenaline rush i remember for the pandemic especially like my wife and i when we first uh we first started watching this it was like the very beginning of uh the pandemic so like okay. we're not allowed out of the house and stuff like that and uh, i can say there was there was very many late nights we're like we should go to bed but you know i could watch one more episode <laughs> there's a cliffhanger here like we need to know what goes on so uh yeah th- those things are quite good and, and kind of referencing as well i do like my reality tv um, and I've got to say, especially now that it's been pulled from the UK, um, I'm always very eager when the, uh, the US uh, episodes of The Circle come on. Um, <laughs> just recently finished, just recently finished the fifth series, uh, and I've got to say that that's that's a fun time as well. The Circle is such a unique reality show. If whoever came up with that, give them awards. That it's crazy to think about. Yeah, it's it's mad. and the thing is the same thing again. I, I go back to my best friend James, and he said to me, he's not really a big reality TV guy, but he said to me like, you should give this show a go. It's quite different. Like I said, it's outside the box. Whoever thought of it, you know, very clever. And I remember like watching, it, I was going like, oh god, I'm addicted already. Like it's just <laughs> the idea of just being look at. And the thing is as well, like this is your lives at this point as well. Like especially with like COVID as well stuff. Like the season one came on at that point. You're like. This is literally our lives. We're looking at screens, like, and when we talk to people, like, the only thing missing at the end of a Zoom call is we don't say and send at the end of it. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, uh, but, yeah, apart from that, it's, yeah, it was pretty much what we were going through. But, yeah, it's it's uh, it's an addictive program. And uh, the only thing that I get upset with now with Netflix nowadays is that they release them in bundles. So, like, you only get four episodes and you have to wait another week. I'm like, don't do that to me. I need to see the whole thing at once. <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm the same way. I, I find myself, I'm usually, like, behind the trend on, like, when series come out. So I waited yeah. for the entirety of um, the last season of Stranger Things to come out before I even started it. Yeah, and oh, that emotionally destroyed me, but that's that's life. 
<laughs> it's a it's a it's a powerful series it's something i've started but i've not got as far as everybody else i'm literally i think i've seen two seasons and it's trying to find that time because like season two some of the episodes were a bit few and far between and i know that like you just said it's going to get even more powerful as we go through so like seasons three and four i want to make sure that i'm i'm there and i'm dedicated to the cause oh and you you still got at least a year until season five comes out, so you got plenty of time. <laughs> got some time. <laughs> That's good news. So the next question I always like pe uh, asking people because I'm really curious what people say. Uh, if you could have a dinner with any three wrestlers, dead or alive, who are you picking and why? That's a really good question, and uh, yeah. Oh God! The the thing is, there are a number of different wrestlers that come to mind. Like, do you go with your favorites, or do you think of like would be more interesting to talk to them and stuff like that? So, I mean, my favorite wrestler of all time is RVD. Um, I've always been like since first watching him in ECW in the ninety late nineties. I always saw him and thought his moveset was different to everybody else. He seemed to create things that other people didn't, and that for me would be a very interesting story to to listen to. But would I pick him as my choice? I don't know. I mean, the thing is, I suppose in a way I should do, but when you look at the big personalities as well, like Dwayne The Rock Johnson, you've got Mick Foley would be fascinating for story as well. I mean, what's what goes through your mind when you're flying <laughs> off the hell on a cell? Do you know what I mean? Like, that's a fascinating topic to discuss. But um, I think my first option would be Triple H. My first one would be Trips, just purely because now he's the guy with the pencil. You know, try and put a word in. Uh, no, <laughs> seriously, it would be good to just see, the, to sort of pick his brain because he's got a real dedication for the business. Mm -hmm. You can see that he pours his heart and soul to it. Press conferences are fascinating to watch of him after shows. I watched the Royal Rumble one. Uh, Clash of the Castle as well was one obviously close to the heart of the time. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's great to see his insight. His interview of Era Hawani last year was was incredible as well. So just to, just to sort of hear his mindset, his outset with, with the business would be great. And obviously, He's had some very memorable moments in the ring as well. Yeah. Uh, some controversial as well, but still, um, <laughs> you know, he's he's had the longevity. Uh, Shawn Michaels would be would be enough one because if it's not RVD, HBK is the next one. It's the one I grew up with. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it, it's that that core group. And I'm going to give away my age now, Katie. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> but like uh, my favourites when I first started were Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, and funnily enough, a guy called Tatanka, uh, <laughs> which was, uh, you know, he was undefeated for like a year, year and a half. So it was like he was quite cool at the time. I think it was just the red hair with the mohawk. I was just like, you know, I was only like six years old. I was like, that's cool. But thankfully, my parents didn't let me do it. Uh, but uh, yeah, at the same time, like, um, yeah, HBK, he's, he's been there, done it all. Um, the emotional stories that he can tell as well in the ring as well as out, you know, there's not many wrestlers that have a facial like Shawn Michaels, especially if you go back to like a WrestleMania 24 yeah. with Ric Flair, the sort of the, I, you know, I love you moment before doing the super kick. Um, his story is actually with Triple H as well dx also so yeah. that would be fascinating um to give a last name i want to say rbd because my favorite wrestler <laughs> but it, it doesn't it doesn't come across well but you can't not want to talk to the rock how could you not have the rock at your dinner like because it, the most electrifying man ever like the the catchphrases it'd be good to know where he, like he just comes up with this stuff like it's just it's a fascinating thing and he just had a way of captivating an audience which was like none other around that time um, I love doing some retro watching from time to time and uh, do stuff occasionally for the channel as well. But just seeing uh, The Rock with, with how he is and just had the crowd in the palm of his hand, he would say something. Like, he's like, he could go to an arena and say jump, and we all say how high. Like, he's that guy. So uh, the fact he's now gone on to Hollywood movies and stuff like that as well, 
Um, he's done a lot of interesting stuff. I think he would have to be the third choice. The, the those are very uh, popular choices amongst people. Uh, maybe not all together, <laughs> but uh, those three and Eddie Guerrero is a choice that a lot of people make as well. Yeah, yeah, Eddie's a, would be a fan. So, I mean, the thing is, Eddie Guerrero was amazing in the ring um and it was so nice to see when his big break came like around the between the 2003 2004 to five time which we before we sadly lost him but like mm -hmm. to, to have that where he won the world championship and you can see how much he's inspired so many people because there are so many people that are big huge eddie guerrero fans that grew up around that era and um you know to, to do the light cheat and steel method was just was just hilarious he would calm the referees every time so i'm not surprised he's a he's a popular choice oh he I, I can't remember if it's The Rock or Eddie who are, like, the most popular. And I think I've done maybe 30 of these by now. And those oh. were the two most popular answers. Yeah. Yeah. I can't say I'm surprised. <laughs> I like getting, like, uh, random ones, though. The RVD, I think that was, like, the second or third time I've heard RVD be mentioned in that question. So, mm. Joey. I, there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of wrestlers that, like... You know, I, I'm I'm kind of that guy when I grew up, like uh, when I first started to say I, I didn't really follow the the top guys. Like I was never a Hogan fan because every show you watched, he won. I was just like, uh, you got to the last match and went, so who's Hogan beating today? It was it was not fun. Where you watch someone like go for the Intercontinental Championship, for example, I was like, this person I can get behind because they they are a champion, but they are like not there yet, and they have a, yeah. they have a ladder to go up. So like those people always were fascinating for me. And there's been many people I've like. I suppose got behind and probably been let down by about many times over the years um i mean it's a it's a probably a random one to say but i used to be a really big Dolph Ziggler fan for like about okay. two three years like i think because when he came in i just thought there's an it factor and the in-ring work was fantastic when he got to the point when he did the cash in like after wrestlemania i think it was 29 i'm gonna guess uh, and he did uh he, he he got the got the championship from del rio the next i thought there we go we've we've got behind him and it worked and then all of a sudden just completely derailed and yeah th there's been many where it's been like that and i mean rvd was kind of the same really 2006 he won the championships won at stand then obviously uh the shenanigans ended up making him lose both the wwe and ecw titles and then never got back to that spot again but there are many that have probably not even got past the opening card which i thought yeah i see something in them and then like no they don't do anything yeah i i feel like that that's you want to get behind somebody and then they finally get that moment and then just something happens and they fall off and you're just like we're rooting for you what happened mm. yeah exactly exactly <laughs> it's nice to see when they get the moments kofi was one for a long time where i thought that yes. was never going to happen and then he got the moment which was was amazing for kofi mania um and he had a it's a fair like he did have a good run really i mean we can't complain he got given six months of the for the title but the way it ended it just i mean it was almost like and is it now a race from history almost because he's never gone back he's never they never even tried to push him back to the top like they had so much potential they could have done with it afterwards and i think that that's just i think it's just a bit of a bit of a misjustice when you look back at it i 100 percent agree we all were very much kofi mania and we wanted kofi mm. to have that moment because he deserved that moment and then to have him lose to brock in like what 10 seconds something like that i mean if it'd been 10 minutes i think we'd kind of go all right, fair enough. They've got like a direction to go. It's been six months, fair enough. But like, 
literally just run into the F5 and that was it. It was just like, okay, well, that's that then, I guess. Like, and all right, we're not we'll, going just, back. we'll just leave then. It's fine. We didn't we didn't yeah. want this anyways, I guess. Exactly, yeah. It's just it's just a shame, obviously. And then when you think afterwards, like, he had the opportunity where they could have perhaps built him for, like, a redemption story to go back to go try and get it again or, you know, not necessarily I want a New Day heel turn ever, but uh, <laughs> I think they sell too much merch and they, they, they do their thing. They're, they're good at what they do. Uh, but uh, at the same time, they had an opportunity with Kofi to have gone down really different stories, psychological stories, and they never took it. They just went, he's a tag team guy again. And I just, I don't know, I, that, that stuff never sits well with me. No, I completely understand. And I, I'm someone who adores Xavier Woods with every fiber of my being, and I want that man to be yeah. so successful. Yeah. Like, if Kofi, like Kofi got Kofi Mania, Big E got the title... I need Xavier Woods to also get, like, the title. Please. I'm not asking for a lot. I mean, to be fair, more than an up, down, down, down championship would be great. But yes. uh, that would be cool. But, I mean, uh, the only show I've ever, like, the only, I should say, premium live event. I've been to, like, house shows and stuff like that. But I've been lucky to go to one uh, POE, and that was the Survivor Series in 21. Okay. Um, so that was the, the show, which is probably most famous for The Egg. Um, but I I, 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 rem I remember it more for the in-ring stuff. Uh, <laughs> for that it was a, I actually thought it was a really good in-ring show, but Xavier Woods was King Woods at the time. Mm -hmm. So he was the only New Day member. I know he wasn't the only New Day member on the show, but he obviously had a prominent role on that show, being a part of the SmackDown Survivor Series team. Uh, and obviously Big E was in the main event against Roman, which, uh, you know, I, again, I would have liked to have been slightly more competitive that match, but uh, they did a solid show for what it was. I thought that it was a good show. Um, probably got a little bit of heat that it didn't deserve, but all mainly due to that egg. <laughs> we'll we'll just blame all heat on all of our favorite people that show on the egg. I think so. That's that's, I think right. that's all we really can do. I and I liked the pizza hut thing. I was trying to reach out for pizza and everything. I had no problem with that. <laughs> uh, so we kind of uh, when we were first talking we we're talking about like internet issues and things like that when you're first starting out do you have any advice for anybody watching or listening whether it's podcasting related life related any advice you want to give um i'd say to be yourself always go for what you you know try and chase your dreams if you don't like try you're never going to get there um and like I say, like for example, podcasting and stuff, when I started, I was someone, like I said, wanted to be going a certain way, wanted to do a certain thing, wanted to be what I felt was original out there at the time. But I think my I was like a deer in, in the lights and saw numbers. And it's good to chase numbers, but it's also good to do what you do for you. Like, mm -hmm. end of the day, you need to be happy with what you're putting out there for people. Um, so, yeah, I think that that's... That's always one thing on the podcasting side, but yeah, I mean in general, like just to just to be, you know, just be you. And I think I think Joey said on one of your recent episodes as well, like you know, just be a good person in the day. Like manners cost nothing. So um, for me, that's 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 really important. Like you know, we one thing I think that makes it quite nice when you have so many people different on your show, you get different you know different opinions, different backgrounds, all stuff like that. I think it it, it broadens your horizons. So it's good to be. It's also good to be social. It's good to communicate. Oh, 100%. Uh, one of the reasons I kind of started doing this was to branch out a little more. Because I have my core group of people who, after the pandemic ended for the most part, I was able to, like, go meet them in person. So, yeah. like, I had them, and I was like, okay, well, I can't just 
be collaborating with them, I kind of have to branch out a little bit. So, you know, doing this, doing your show, uh, being on a few other people's, it has given me the opportunity to branch out and not be stuck in my little box as much as I really wanted to be. Yeah, <laughs> but it's nice to be sometimes in your comfort zone. I think that's the thing as well with advice is like, do what's your comfort zone, but don't be afraid to take that risk either. Like, you know, of course, like when you do these episodes, sometimes, you know, like I might be talking with everybody on Twitter and stuff. But when you come to do a collaboration, you're, you're on the other side of the camera. First time you have these these big conversations, it's like that's what gets some butterflies. I think that that's normal. Uh, and I think a lot of people think that they shouldn't be feeling like that. But I think that sometimes that that drives you as well like if there is no butterflies then perhaps you're you've not got that same drive maybe not the same care or desire to actually do well with this i think it's good to to feel a little bit of uh, a little bit of excitement before getting onto this sort of stuff so yeah i'm I, i'm a big proponent of like it's it's good to to be in your comfort zone but sometimes to take chances as well because if you depends where you want to take things ultimately mm -hmm. as a as a especially when now we're going to content creating i guess but maybe life as well you know maybe you know, you want to reach for that goal that you think is unattainable. Um, and if you don't try and reach for it, well, then you're never going to get there. So I think that that's, that's a good advice to go. Because uh, if you don't ask, you can't get. There you go. If you don't ask, I hope everyone was paying attention to that. Like, listen to that part. <laughs> mm. um, so kind of going off of advice, I this is the other question that I really like hearing the answer to. If you could write an autobiography of your life, whether it's your entire life, where you are now, part of your life, uh, what would be the title and why? Well, it's a really tough question. Um, trying to find words that will inspire you quickly. Um, I always try and look at, um, no matter what the situation, I, um, I like to think that I look at things from a positive angle. Um, doesn't matter if it's good or if it's bad I'll, I'll try and see the good in it so i don't know i don't want to go i know we've been talking about the new day i don't want to go like power positivity i don't want to go like that full-on cheesy like that but um i don't know maybe <laughs> to try and not make a comedic sound of it but maybe the, the glass is half full rather than half empty now listen i've had people like describe the covers of these books in like details so this question goes <laughs> all over the place and oh go ahead it sounded like you were gonna say something i was just gonna say like the when i don't want people to get the idea that when i say like glass empty half full i know some people like to down their drinks so uh just drink in <laughs> moderation that's gonna be my my final saying with that that i mean that's that's good advice drink in moderation if you're of age you know yeah absolutely if you're not of age then stick to water or juice or soda whatever you're into exactly <laughs> so this episode's actually coming out tomorrow oh wow okay brilliant um so do you want to tell everyone future plans for maybe the next like few weeks what you have coming up or anything like that yeah i mean obviously we've just we've come off the royal rumble season um i did have a bit of a break on my channel around christmas and new year just didn't have the time to put in at the time but mm -hmm. now that i'm sort of back in um just this weekend went out my uh predictions for what the matches at wrestlemania 39 will be um so that's that's gained some traction already hall of fame uh, that's already available as well there will be lots of live content, I think, is something I'd say what's coming ahead for people. We have the Elimination Chamber, which is less than a couple of weeks away. Mm -hmm. There will be predictions. There will be 
Q and A's based on this. Maybe some retro talk as well. Um, and then obviously we have WrestleMania for that. So I expect there'll be plenty of live streams between now and April. So uh, it's always a good time to hop on board. And um, like I say, with with those shows that are live. For people that are checking out for the first time, I would say it's a good chance for them to interact. If you want to just watch, of course, watch away. But if you you want to get involved, you get a shout out, you get your question asked answered. So, you know, it's uh, it, it, I, I like to encourage people to feel that, that this is a platform which is not just my platform; it's also theirs. So I think it's good for people to get involved. Yeah, that's that like uh, that's just been a common theme that we've been talking about going live and mm. having that interaction with people. That's definitely one of the coolest things about it and like you said getting to communicate with people maybe you don't get to talk to often or ever yeah it's a fantastic time that's i used i contemplated doing these interviews live once but then i was like i can't be distracted by a chat and trying to focus on that i want to be focused solely on the person i'm talking to so i nixed that Mm. idea real fast (laughs) It can it can be difficult depending on what's going on. Like there are times when, uh, for example, like last weekend did the Royal Rumble review, um, and you think yourself when you, especially when you if you're time consumed when you do it, it's where you think you go and oh like oh this will probably take around an hour or something because the Sammy ending was amazing, so it'll probably took like 15, 20 minutes on that. Then the rest of the show will get through it in an hour, and then before you know it, the show's like two hours long yep. and the chat is crazy. You're like half an hour behind everybody. You're like oh, okay, this is crazy. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I do I sympathise with that a lot, and of course then when you have to try and like sort out the comments as well to make sure that what you're getting up is what you've had previously and mm-hmm. don't get lost with everything it, it, it can be a bit of a juggling act but um yeah again it's it's with the same part but uh if i'm on my own usually i can keep up better i've had times where i can talk a lot as well but uh yeah i always like people to do that to get involved because otherwise i'm just sitting there talking on my own and that's never a good thing no it's it's definitely a weird thing talking to yourself yeah. and then putting it out there Cause you're like I literally was talking to nobody, but people are listening to this. It's such an interesting idea. I always feel fascinated with the idea of how much are people actually listening to. Is there a point where they kind of go like, "I love this. I want to hear more of the ideas. I want to stick to the end." Or is it a case of, "Yeah, I'm there for my bit." I, and or you know, if there's a bit where they kind of go, "Yeah, I kind of got where he's going with this now, and I don't need it now." Like you know, it's, that's always the fun part with like algorithms and stuff like with YouTube, like the to see the detail what people are interested in maybe and what they're not interested in mm-hmm. uh the times they're actually interested in the stuff as well so that that's that's been a huge learning curve as well throughout the process because uh i mean if you're going back again to when starting like you'd probably get like eight videos sometimes like i remember one day i did like eight videos in one day so i was trying to catch all the breaking news as it happened and it's like then you realize this is why i brought this is why i stopped because i was like <laughs> it's hard to have a life on the side of it like i was yep. literally pushing for something that wasn't there and then like literally when i came back it was strictly questions and answers that was it there was nothing else it was q a once a week then it was predictions for pay-per-view week or mm-hmm. premium live event whatever they prefer these days um you know and it's like that that was it and yeah now i said in the last sort of two two and a half years now it's become a, a different ball game altogether but yeah it's it's fun to see what people uh take from this stuff and uh, it's fun as well when they get involved in the comments as well because if you are like where you've not been live your only way of feedback is that comment section underneath so you're mm-hmm. kind of like is it positive is it negative what's come back so yeah again it's 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 all about that for me and that's where that adrenaline comes oh a hundred percent and like i like i said going live was all i've known for the past two years i've been doing this so 
it it just feels normal to go live now as weird as it is talking to people or not talking to people if they don't want to show up or say that they're there but i mean i do have the luxury of having a co-host with me for the live shows yeah yeah so that definitely helps so i can lean on her a little bit more so while i am trying to focus on the chat and making sure my internet stays up and all of that fun stuff (laughs) Um, the stresses we have of podcasting that people probably are not aware of (laughs) oh it's crazy it i feel like it's too stressful sometimes it has its moments it does I I never want to experience trying to fix Wi-Fi issues on the fly while live and having no internet anywhere else. I don't even know how that happened. This is the strongest phone I've ever had in my entire life. That's all I. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can say about that. Yeah, I understand. I've I've had the moments. I, there was like a. NXT had just done the 2.0 change and it was like Halloween Havoc and I remember it was like an hour before Crown Jewel so I tried to like combine the predictions mm-hmm. and just try and get people to interact in general and I remember like getting through to like everywhere but the main event and then it was like this is my prediction for the main event and the internet just completely cut out and like as well because it was live it took me like I had to like write in the comments like I'm, I'll try and be back like on my phone internet i'll be back as quick as i can and it's like it took literally about 10 minutes to sort it out and i was like oh god like it's just horrific I've, and I, I obviously haven't didn't have a chance to trim that video either like at the time so it's just like oh my god like this is horrific but how many people actually i can't believe some of the people stayed put it that way um but uh, yeah it's it, like you said the stresses are sometimes the next level depending on what you're doing a hundred percent um i've i've made you do a lot of talking for the past 47 minutes. Now it is your turn to ask me anything you want to know. Podcasting, personal, whatever you want to know, I'm an open book. Nice. Okay. Well, I have a couple of questions that are, are in mind. Um, okay. And one from just what we are just talking about, actually. You're talking about like you're used to doing live. Uh, so the first times I've asked you to, to appear, appear on my channel were for collaboration videos which had multiple different people and those things were not live they were pre-recorded so you were in that environment of being just in the room talking to yourself so if those those were like not so often for you to do how did you feel whilst you were doing that um it's it definitely took me a few tries uh that's why i'm i was happy they weren't live um just trying to figure out what i wanted to say and i i was just kind of going off the rib like i didn't have a script in front of me or anything like that no notes so it definitely is different but it was a good different like i'm used to going live and if i mess up somebody can call me out on it and i can fix it something like that but this i had to like make sure after i hit i was done recording after each one check it listen if it kind of sounded good did i make any sense when i was talking and did everything look okay so it it was different but that's kind of why i eventually i've only done one so far but like a story time i want to start doing or continue to do it's just me and my camera and me talking for 15 minutes nice nice yeah I mean, the thing is, as well, like you said, all those things that I'm like that. I mean, with the edited stuff, like that's where so much 
time goes into it as well because when you're live sometimes that's what's easier just like i hit live and then boom i you know it, like you said all these things, you you haven't got time to check that stuff out afterwards yeah. it's already out there like it's too late like if, if something's gonna i i said that and i shouldn't have said that it's like when it's there already it's it's gone but like you said the time you sit there and go i because that was for me all those times like doing like the the recorded like with q and a's and stuff i'd like answer people's questions and go like is that a good answer should I, should I, so you watch it over again, you check all the bits. So I totally understand all of that. But, um, so what, what, um, with like the Shalit showcase, what, what made you started getting into it? Uh, so I originally was a part of another podcast channel called Smack Raw, and I was brought yes. on to do, um, mainly like the Dynamite recaps because that's when Dynamite was starting to get really popular. So I started doing that, and then Raw recaps, an occasional NXT recap, just doing recap shows, and it was, I was getting close to a year with doing that, uh, I got my co-host Savannah on the show with me to kind of start She Elite Showcase, so it started there, and I think we did 10 episodes over on that channel, and then I kind of decided, I like this. I like being able to kind of control everything, uh, so I asked Savannah if she wanted to come with me to just make she lead our own thing. Mm. Thankfully she did, <laughs> or else I'd be doing a lot of this by myself, but uh, yeah, we took that, we kind of ran with it. She lead is now just like a brand at this point, it's also the name of the weekly show we do, but on underneath the she lead showcase brand, it's this interview series she has two shows she's doing i had a collab show i was doing there's vlogs on the channel there's like so it has developed so much in a year than i really expected it to be but i kind of just wanted to have my own podcast and my own thing and it's been fun to watch your your channel grow i think it's been about i want to say like at least a year now i've been subscribed to your content and like it's always you know i obviously make the time where i can to check out what episodes i can but every time i do they're always fun to listen to and you know you do always do a fantastic job and it's just good to see where it was to where it's going and uh where where's like some of the the directions you hope for it to go in the future uh, I definitely would like to, so I'm focusing mainly on the weekly recap show Savannah and I do, and this, I really want to, like, I have a dream list of people I would like to eventually interview, um, so I'm mainly kind of just, like, starting to push that envelope a little more, eventually do kind of like what Joey does and interview wrestlers and, like, what a lot of people do. And that's the dream to get there eventually. <laughs> when yeah. I'll get there, I'm not sure. I am only two years into podcasting, which people are usually surprised by that answer. Yeah, I mean, you're really good at what you do. So <laughs> you. it shows that it's, it's, it's naturally taken on. Like some people, it takes time for that confidence to come in and to, like you say, to come up with this complete unique series for example that you've got going on here with the questions i know you say that you know you've asked this before but like they're, they're really good detailed questions and i'm sure that you must get fascinating answers probably probably a lot more fascinating than some of the ones i've given like <laughs> with, with certain episodes but no it's, it's, it's just a really good concept and you've got a really good thing going on here thank you uh, this this has kind of just developed into my baby and so i'm very proud of this 
and hearing responses like that make me happy and make me want to actually like keep pushing the envelope with it and see who I could possibly get in the future and what the future will hold for this because like I said I I September of last year I think this started so it wasn't even when Savannah and I started she leap I kind of waited a month or two and then I kind of started and I was like I want to interview people and I had to think of these questions Google helped a little bit trying to figure out what to yeah. ask people but yeah the answers I get are definitely the most entertaining part of doing this absolutely and like you say it's uh it's naturally come along and uh like i say it can go to wherever you want it to go you just gotta take it to that direction and i've got no doubt like it's it's been a lot of fun i feel that you're natural what you do and hopefully uh we get those opportunities to collaborate again collaborate again <laughs> in the future which is easy for me to say um but i did have another question for you yeah. if you don't mind of course. um actually it's it's based off of something you answered on one of my videos actually your favorite wrestlemania ever was WrestleMania 23, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Uh, and you said that this is one you got to attend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never got to attend a WrestleMania, so I wanted to know a bit about your experience of attending a WrestleMania. Okay. Um, so I was young. Uh, I was, like, barely a teenager, I think. Try Again, trying to math in my head, not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's... So the WrestleMania I went to was... 23 in Detroit. I was young. It was me, my mom, her boyfriend, now husband at the time, and a family friend of ours. Driving there, uh, staying in a hotel. I don't remember a lot about, like, the night before or really necessarily getting there, but the atmosphere was crazy. It was, like, I can't even remember how many people were in the stadium, but that was my first time really, like, traveling for wrestling so that was yeah. unique and we had like nosebleed seats we were super high up but i didn't care it was more so just like being in the moment and especially as a kid i i, I think at that point i was still like no wrestling's real 100 percent. these people are like yeah. actually hurting themselves like this is crazy so <laughs> seeing that and like getting to see john cena who has been my favorite wrestler since i can remember it, it was it's so hard to encapsulate what feelings it is i always try and tell people as well tell people if they can try your damnedest to get to a wrestlemania a hundred percent it's on the bucket list it's on the bucket list one day um to have that have the buzz um i mean it was a special time anyway for me uh, i was on my honeymoon at the time so like i say uh, to go at that point we went to Survivor Series that was really really cool but uh, Royal Rumble WrestleMania they're definitely two on the bucket list mm-hmm. um, I know that I mean I'm I'm sort of like not far from, from Spain so I'm not actually uh, in the UK so it's when I hear like uh, Money in the Bank is coming it's like that's awesome but it's not exactly up the road for me so it's not a guarantee so uh, but it's something I would love to experience like you know like the, the states get so much wrestling um and because i still have the barclay center email still popping through i see how often raw and smackdown's there uh which is always a always a thing we're like oh don't don't remind me uh, i'd love i'd love to have the opportunity to have it more on the doorstep but um 
uh, yeah, WrestleMania is definitely there, and just that that buzz and adrenaline. Like for me, like you said, that oh, it's nosebleeds. It's, I wouldn't care where I was sitting. Mm-hmm. I'd sit on the roof if I could be at a WrestleMania. It wouldn't bother me. Um, you know, it's it, it just would be amazing experience just to be a part of. And like you got to be at such a special one as well. Um, when you think, like you said, there were John Cena, Shawn Michaels. I mean, I said earlier, but the the way he's can tell the stories and the matches they had around that period anyway mm-hmm. were all fantastic. Um, Take a Batista as well. Like it's just. Yeah. You know, well, I remember when you said that, and I just remember like seeing the answer on that video. I was like, "Damn, that's cool." I was like, "That's that's a you know." You could say like, if you could pick like WrestleMania, you could have gone to live. I mean, that's definitely like in like the top like, yeah, you know, top three, top five. I definitely would say that like, that's a main I would have liked to have gone to because like, I mean, even with the opening of Money in the Bank, like you know, the ladder breaking within like five minutes of it starting, it's just like it's just an insane WrestleMania to to like been a part of. So yeah. Uh, just say I was a little bit jealous. <laughs> <laughs> and as, like more than I think about it, I actually haven't gone back and watched Mania twenty three. Oh really? Wow. I, okay. Every once in a while, like I see clips and stuff from twenty three, whether it's um, Cena, HBK, or the Battle of the Billionaires. That I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a time that was. What a, what a time, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't think I've ever actually, like, sat down and watched 23. I think I have to do that this year. I think you should. I think that should be a really fascinating video idea as well, because, like, you could have, like, the, what you remember from your mind to what you're now seeing. Does it have the same sort of connection? Like, that that could be quite an interesting video. Oh, that's definitely gonna happen. It's gonna, it, <laughs> I, I even wrote it down. Like, I'm going to do that. How I'm gonna do it, I don't know yet. But that's definitely something I need to do. Yeah, that would be cool. <sighs> that's going to be so fun. Thank you for that idea. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you have anything else you wanted to ask me you wanted to talk about? Uh, let's go for one last question. Um, surely in the future I have to get you back on for a full q and I, I would love to be on. I love talking about wrestling. I am always down to do a collab my d you know my dms are open so i'm always ready for collaborations and i get to i would branch into your audience so that's more more viewership for people who don't know who i am so i'm 100 percent down with that we're on the road to wrestlemania as well there's no better time <laughs> it's it's when the stars come out especially because they're in hollywood right absolutely <laughs> apparently that's that's what we hear so uh we're not getting the rock sadly but um, you know, we I reckon we'll get John Cena. That should be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I think him and Fury will be a good match if that if that does come to what's rumored. Um, yeah. I'm guessing we'll we'll get some of the big hitters. I mean, obviously, I think Logan and Seth probably looks like that could be that could be on now. Yeah. So yeah, I'm sure we'll get some surprises or two on the night though. Like you say, it's Hollywood. I'm sure we'll get like a couple of big celebrities that'll probably come in. Bad Bunny's a part of the WWE game as well, so I I have a feeling he might be in attendance as well. So. Yeah, I'm looking forward to what they do. I mean, I would love if they could just shock us on the night and The Rock turns up just mm-hmm. to be there on the night, even though he's not wrestling. But, uh, yeah, I mean, one can dream. I think that's that's where we're at, at the moment. Yeah, I think it is. It, like you said, you brought up before, like, the press conferences of Triple H and somebody asked that question, and he was like, well, I mean, Dwayne's a busy, busy man, but the door's always open, so there's a yeah. very tiny, tiny uh, percentage that the rock does show up even if he doesn't wrestle 
him just showing up either night, I think, would blow the roof off of that place. It, it certainly would. I mean, the, the ticket sales, I think a lot of people had the hope, so for him to be there. I mean, to have two A-listers on the same WrestleMania with The Miz being there as well, I think it would really blow the roof <laughs> off. <laughs> they already, they already kind of did that. Miz, Cena, Rock, yeah. 27, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, that was, a, it's not my favorite mania. I, I still can't believe that The Miz doesn't even remember winning. Yeah, I imagine though, for, I mean, obviously for him, that's uh, an incredible uh, thing, an accolade to have not, I mean, to people think that when he started, he was like being booted out the locker rooms, the stuff you read, like it's horrible really when you think about it. Mm -hmm. um, but to see where, where he was and he wasn't one of those people like early doors that I would have turned around and said like, oh, I think this guy's going to make it. Yeah. But I remember when he had the team with Miz and Morrison, it was a couple of years later on SmackDown, I was like, yeah, I see them as a team, this is working. And then I remember when he broke off from Morrison and he started the feud with John Cena, I think like when he just went to Raw and started being up and did the mic work, I was like, I see it now, mm -hmm. I see something now. And then when he won Money in the Bank and then won the championship, I thought, oh, that, that's that's pretty cool. Um, but then obviously that, that WrestleMania happened where he just, he was an afterthought, sadly, but yeah. at the same time for him, I think he would probably go, it doesn't matter. I've won a WrestleMania main event. Who cares? Like, you yeah. know, that's, that's, that's not something many people get to say they've done. And, and he went and done that. And, uh, you know, on that day, on that night, he was he was the top guy. There was, there's no argument, even if he was the afterthought in the free man story. But, uh, yeah, still, it is what it is. But uh, he's had some great longevity. I know we make, we've, we've been all poked our fun with the Miz, but he's been there for like 20 years now. So he's, he's been okay. Yeah, he's been there for... I feel like since I started watching wrestling, or like that I can really remember, Miz has just been there. It's insane mm. to think about it. Mm. Yeah, he's he's like proper longevity. Good for him. There we go. Pro Miz talk. Definitely, we any of us thought that when we were going inside the mind today. We're going to talk positively about the Miz. Honestly. I will talk positive about Maurice any day of the week because I love Maurice. So I was not expecting positive talks about Mike the Miz Mizanin. Not at all. There you go. No. Well, I'm a happily married man, so I shouldn't talk positively about Maurice. So I should only talk positively <laughs> about, about Miz. <laughs> oh. uh, anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here? Uh, no, well, I think we've covered all the bases, but I, I think that it's been really fun to be a part of this. Um, I really appreciate you reaching out to having me on. And um, like I say, I mean, this has been so easy and natural to have these conversations about all these different topics. And uh, I think that uh, this will be fun to collaborate again in the future. Of course. And we definitely will. Like this, this will be happening. There will be another collaboration happening for sure. Um, but do you want to tell people where they can find you, your channel, everything like that? Absolutely, yeah. So uh, on YouTube, it's uh, SCW The Wrestling Channel, uh, which is on YouTube. So uh, yeah, just click that, hit the subscribe button, check a video out. Go and give the channel some love if you can. Uh, I'm also on Twitter, so the same sort of uh, name you should find me, but it will be at SCW underscore Steve uh, if, the, if you want to go through that avenue. Uh, on Instagram as well, not as active on Instagram, try my best there, but again, SCW The Wrestling Channel. Those are the best places to find me. Unfortunately, I'm uh, I'm not a TikToker, unfortunately. So, uh, but uh, yeah, that, those are the other places you can find me. YouTube, I'm on there at least 
a couple of times a week so uh, with, with new content so you're definitely not missing out like i say with mainly season probably step it up a bit as well there's been four videos that have gone up this week so i try and keep a pretty pretty busy schedule this time yeah it, everyone watching listening go subscribe to this man right now because then you'll know when he goes live and you can be a part of those conversations that we were talking about beforehand See, say it better than I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and of course, I have to plug my own stuff here. You can follow me on Twitter at katyrasson 13 Link to about the Galloping Sheila Showcase. Twitch.tv slash Sheila Showcase. Typically Thursday, 6 p.m. Eastern, unless something happens. YouTube.com slash Sheila Showcase. I always say watch the videos because they're way more entertaining because I'm very Italian and I always talk with my hands. And you can see all the things <laughs> that go wrong. You can watch them for yourselves. <laughs> uh, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, if you want to listen. And like I told Steve before, Sheely Showcase is the brand. It's the weekly show you're watching Inside the Mind of. I hope you've enjoyed. There's a bunch of other stuff up on the channel. You can always go check everything out. Steve, thank you again so, so much for doing this. I've had a blast. Thank you for having me. It's been a lot of fun. And uh, like you just said there, everyone go and subscribe uh, you're doing amazing work over there and uh, there's no better time to continue following your journey thank you uh, for everyone watching and listening we'll see you guys next time bye bye <laughs>